Through the miracle of Internet Radio, the Never Say Impossible show offers a unique opportunity for the sharing of information and a unique opportunity to tell the world your story about your accomplishments, your passions, your products, and how you can be contacted. The show is designed to introduce you to new people who will inspire, motivate, and inform you of innovative ways to breathe new life into your goals and dreams. At NSI, anything is possible until you say it's not. Never Say Impossible Radio. I'm Myra, the Never Say Impossible Lady. At NSI, we make it our business to share success stories and focus on guests that can entertain and enlighten you in some way. We want to inspire and motivate you to follow your dreams and be the very best you can be. Our guest today is Denise Simone. And we will be discussing how you find your truth. But first, we're going to take a very short break. This is going to be a great show, so don't go away. I would like to introduce you to a program that will pay you to advertise your business. It is a private advertising network called Ads Pay Pro and offers a revenue-sharing program. You can get started by signing up for a free account and buying or earning ad credits to promote your business or website. Then all you have to do is view 10 ads on the network per day and you will get paid between a half a percent to as much as 2% based on your account issued credit balance. Get paid every day to look at online ads. You can be earning a steady income. No selling or recruiting required to get paid every day. This is not an MLM, network marketing, biz op, or business. It is an advertising revenue sharing network. To learn more, call me at 561 429 again and listeners I have a question for you do you feel that you are living the best possible life for you sometimes we find ourselves doing what we believe is expected of us even though it doesn't fulfill us it's like a dark maze and you cannot find your way out into the light You know that there is something more than you're experiencing, but you can't quite figure out how you're going to stop running on that hamster wheel. Today on NSI, we have Denise Simone visiting. 
Denise is a life coach and a spiritual advisor. And her greatest joy in life is helping others to experience a transformation that is similar to what she experienced when she awakened her own truth. She spent many years feeling lost and confused. When she discovered the magic of awakening the truth, she began a new journey. And she is here to share her story with us and help you on your journey. Welcome, Denise. Thank you, Myra. Thank you so much for having me here. You're, it's my pleasure. So many of us go through life, or at least a major portion of life, feeling out of sync, like a square peg in a round world. Uh, we carry baggage from the past. We do what we think is expected of us, and it doesn't work. We end up feeling more and more uncomfortable in our own skin. Well, you have a story. What happened with you that you began to search for your truth? Yeah. I love that you said we begin to feel more and more uncomfortable in our own skin because that is the perfect way to describe how I was feeling um, when I ventured on uh, this journey of rediscovering myself, literally from the inside out. I felt so much discomfort in my body and my mind, and it was reflecting outwardly in all areas of my life. And I, I always like to say that discomfort can be the greatest gift because if we really take the time to notice that we're uncomfortable, because I believe most of us go through this experience thinking it's the norm because we've become so used to the discomfort, but that is not our natural, that's not our nature to feel that way. That's not um, why we're here. We're not here to feel so uncomfortable. We're here to feel joy. And the discomfort can be a gift because it could jolt us into this new journey of understanding ourselves and becoming more aligned to our truth. So discomfort is really a gift, and I like to point that out. Um, so I was feeling this tremendous discomfort, and there was a time where I was in a job feeling lost, and I knew that something, I was an elementary school teacher at the time, and not all of this job was misaligned. I really loved being with the children. That was my joy. That was one of the things that brought me joy every day. But I knew what I was teaching didn't feel completely aligned to who I was. And so that was confusing me. Um, but I settled into that job just because of the reasons that you said, feeling forced, feeling like it was just the right thing to do, because oftentimes we look around us and we see what other people are doing and we think that we maybe should be doing the same thing, kind of trying to fit in. And um, so I, I stayed 
in this job for many years, feeling this discomfort, always knowing there was something else intuitively, but logically, I couldn't figure it out because logically I was trying to follow the herd, follow, you know, what, what everyone else was doing. And putting that aside, I also had some very um, um, repetitive patterns in my relationship where I would see the same thing unfolding over and over again. And what would happen is I would get myself into a relationship, uh, an intimate relationship, and I would reach a point way past its expiration date. <laughs> and I, w- I would come to this place of where marriage was going to be the next step and I would end it and then it would happen again and then it would happen again and by the third time I knew I will never forget this moment I was in my classroom in the middle of teaching I had two major moments in my classroom so that first one was when I I really thought it can't be them <laughs> it must be me. <laughs> and this, this was the first time I'm a very slow learner. <laughs> so this was the first time that I really had any kind of insight where, you know, this is all about me and this has nothing to do with what's going on outside of me. This has nothing to do with these men. Um, and I really just remember being very confused, but also really understanding that it was time for me to take full responsibility for myself. And um, during that same time, maybe even that same week, on one of my breaks, I came across an email because I had another moment in my classroom where I was in the middle of a lesson teaching and I had this feeling that teaching was so aligned with me, but yet what I was teaching was not inspiring me at all. And so I think I might have said a little prayer. I know I did some sort of prayer to please show me the way because I was feeling really lost. And not shortly after, I came across an email that um, was introducing me to life coaching. And I just remember feeling this jolt of excitement and curiosity. And I threw myself into the program without a hesitation. But I went into the program, it's funny, I went in to help myself better understand who I was so I could work out my relationships. And at the same time, I found my calling. So I got my answer in one package, both answers in one package. When I hear what you're saying about the revelation that you went through in the classroom, realizing that you had to take responsibility for what was happening in your life. It saddens me to know that the majority of people don't take responsibility for what happens in their life. They blame everything and everyone on the fact that they're unhappy. They never take the time to say, what can I do about this? What am I doing? How am I not orchestrating the orchestra so that it works? So I think that's an extremely important thing. People really have to begin to look inward. What is it? If you don't get along with 
people in general. I mean, whether it's men or girlfriends or family members. And it always seems to be that you're the one whose feelings are getting hurt or you're the one who's feeling it's not working. It's time to look inside. So that's really, really important. Thank you for that, Denise. Absolutely. Very important. Extremely important. Because we are the ones who run our show, right? It's all about us. We are the common denominator in our life. And everything outside of us is really a reflection of what's going on inside of us. And it took me a very long time to understand that. But once I did, you can, you have the potential to experience the ultimate freedom (laughs) because (laughs) you really do because you get a say in everything. You get an absolute say in everything. Um, But it just takes the willingness and the courage to go inward where a lot of us are looking for the shortcut, right? We're looking for um, to to ease the pain in our external circumstances. And that's never the answer. It's always a dead end. <laughs> I think that's the one of the bigger problems. The, it, people aren't willing in general mm-hmm. to do that hard work. Because looking at yourself is not always easy. It, it's so much easier to say it's their fault. They're yeah. the ones. And in doing that, you wash your hands. It's not me. I can, I, I'm just unlucky. I've been in relationships that are just awful because of them. So, or, or whatever it is, a job, you don't get along with your boss. Well, why is that? Everybody else seems to get along with the boss. Yeah. And it's really hard. To look at yourself that and that's where I think your ability to teach your love for teaching probably really took off because now you could apply all that you were doing into this new way of reaching people that needed to learn what you learned Oh, absolutely. My years of teaching were not an accident. There was no wasted moment. <laughs> that, that, that was all there. And I always like to say that every part of our journey is not an accident. There is, there is meaning and purpose in even the darkest moments because those moments are setting the groundwork for our next steps. So, yes, um, wherever, and I like to always say wherever you are at, There are gifts there for you, but we have to be still and take the moment to to find them and to see them because they're always setting us up for the next stage in our growth, right? Because that's why we're here. We're here to grow and learn and live in joy. And if we're finding ourselves in a dark spot, it's just we learn through contrast, right? So um, if we're in that but there are lessons there for us. And, but we have to, again, have that the willingness. That's a big word. Willingness to, um, to see what's there for us 
and to ask this big question of what can I learn from this experience? That's so a big question. So many people, Denise, get stuck. They refuse to leave their comfort zone or discomfort zone. They're just stuck. They go to a job that doesn't fulfill them. They stay in relationships that are not growing or giving them the pleasure that they should be experiencing in the relationship. They just stay stuck. How do you get them to get past the fear? You know that old saying, uh, old shoe that fits is better than a new shoe that may pinch. Mm-hmm. They, they stay so frightened that they refuse to move and therefore never grow and waste years and years and maybe an entire lifetime doing things they don't want to do. How do you reach a person like that? Well, I when I talk about fear, I always like to say that fear is something that doesn't go away. It is something that is with us as long as we're human, having this experience. It's something that will always be with us, but it's how we decide to have a relationship with it that um, is the most powerful thing that we can do. Like anything else in life, we have a relationship with everything, things, people, and the fear is no different. And it's just a matter of knowing that we can let the fear run us or we can work with our fear in a way that we allow it to be with us. It's, we befriend our fear. We know that taking chances and making choices outside of our comfort zone, the fear will be with us, but we can still make those choices even with the fear there. I just, I also believe that a lot of many, many people don't know that they're living in this fear. But if you are uncomfortable, if you are in a situation that is not fulfilling, fear is right, is running the show. And I, I do think that a lot of people are even unaware of that. So it's really coming to this place of acknowledging that we're afraid and it's okay. Being afraid is normal and it's, it's a human emotion. And it's something that I think the more we can accept it, and the more we can be with that feeling, being with our feelings is very, very important as opposed to pushing them away and denying them, which a lot of us do when we don't want to make a different choice. We pretend we're not even feeling what we're feeling. But really being able to acknowledge that we have these feelings and bringing them up and um, engaging with them. And again, it always goes back to what is this trying to teach me? Um, we can gain so much wisdom from that. And out of that, out of that, we gain the courage to make a new choice. I agree with you so much with what you just said. And fear is something that is with us all the time on various levels. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you a little story about fear. About 
in 2011, I had to have a neck fusion and uh, having a mobility issue from childhood, it sort of pushed me over the edge and I had to start using a scooter to go places. And for the first couple of years, I avoided networking. And the truth was that I was afraid to go into networking events in the scooter. I was afraid of feeling awkward. I was afraid of being invisible. I was afraid of all kinds of things. And I would make lots and lots of excuses to myself of why I didn't need to go to this event or that event. And one day, I forced myself. I said, you, I, I really did take a good, long look at my behavior and said, you've got to change this. You've got to get rid of the fear and move past it. It is what it is. And it doesn't lessen the value of who you are. It's in your mind that you are thinking that it lessens your value. So I remember the first event I went to on my scooter, I pulled up in my car and I have a lift that takes the scooter out and I took the scooter out and I see all these people walking in, you know, to the event and I kept noticing the ladies in stilettos and as I'm unloading the scooter Every part of my body and mind was screaming, go home, go home. (laughs) And I said, I won't do that. I will not do that. I will go in there, hold my head up high, and be as normal as anybody else. And don't let my own neurotic fears interfere with what I have to offer. And I got through it. And it was really eye-opening because I wasn't in any way treated differently. And when I left, I remember having this thought in my mind. I'm the one person they're not going to forget. Mm. <laughs> I'm the oh, I love that. And I said, I was looking at it from the wrong perspective. I was allowing my fear of rejection control me. So I believe in everything that you said. And when you can teach somebody to look at it from an objective point of view, free of their fear, which is what you do as a coach. And I think it's it's wonderful because you're not going to be feeling the fear, but you can sense it in somebody else and you can direct their energy and their thought pattern in a more positive direction. I think it's wonderful. We're going to take another short break. When I come back, I have a lot to ask you about how people can reach you, uh, the programs and and how you feel about forgiveness and gratitude and all of that. So don't go away. We're going to be right back. Sign up today for my weekly radio show announcements and guest information 
and receive a free chapter of my newest book, Dancing on Your Disabilities, Never Say Impossible to Your Dreams, My Story of Perseverance, Passion, Hope, and Happiness. Dreams do come true despite adversity. If I can do it, you can do it too. Here we are again, and we're talking to Denise Simone. This is Never Say Impossible Radio, and she is another Never never Say Impossible lady. (laughs) Now there's another one. Denise, how do people reach you who are interested in your program? And I want to know more about your program and, you know, exactly what you're doing with people and for people. But first, although I put your your information in the blog, I want you to tell people how they can reach out to you. Sure. They can reach me at www.denisesimone.com. And over there, I offer two programs. The first one is all about embracing our wholeness and awakening to our truth, the truth of who we are. And it's a program, an extensive program that covers many facets of understanding ourselves more deeply. So I go into um, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional. And I believe that all three are interconnected. And when we can um, work with all three levels in in a balanced way, we become whole. And our wholeness is what will bring us to our fullest potential. So in other words, oftentimes we go through our life and as you so beautifully explained before, you were rejecting this part of you because of shame. And that's what happens to us along our journey when we have an experience and we tend to look at it in a negative light, we judge it, we shame it, and then we repress it and deny it and hide it. And all parts of us are here for a reason. We need all aspects of ourselves, even the parts of us that we deem as unacceptable, right? And so my job is to really help people step into their fullness and kind of uncover those parts of themselves that we have decided were not valid or um, not good for some reason that our mind makes up. Our mind is always, you know, trying to protect us and keep us safe, but in actuality, it's harming us because we're not allowing all of us to come and step forward. So that's really what that program is all about, and it really um, encourages us to bring us to this place of being in the world in our, our fullest ability, and that affects all areas of our life. When we do that, we draw in different people, we, you know, Um, attract situations that are more aligned to our truth, whether that's a job or a relationship or more money. Um, It's just, you know, that's that's how it is. Everything outside of us is just a mirror of what's going on inside of us. So that's one program. And then the other program that I have is strictly around forgiveness, which is a component of the Embracing Your Wholeness program. But forgiveness is something so challenging for most of us to grasp. So I've made that into a program in itself because I often find that that's 
an area where most people have or struggle struggle with. Forgiveness, yeah. And gratitude. I think most people, they spend a lot of time focusing on what they don't have. They don't focus on what they do have. And they they if only I could have more money, if I could have that big house down the block, if I could drive the uh, Mercedes or the Porsche or the, the... And then they forget that the car that they are driving is getting them there. And they, they never stop to think to look at the bus stop where the person is waiting. And they don't have a car at all. And they, they forget to say thank you, thank you. <laughs> yes. And I also, um, on gratitude, have this, this other way of seeing it. And that is the things that we often wish we didn't have in our life are oftentimes the things that we, most, we should most be grateful for. So I kind of like to do the reversal on that because our challenges. You know, we often think of gratitude as just being grateful for what's working for us. But also, what isn't working for us is also a gift. <laughs> and it is something to be uh, embraced and be grateful for, too, because it's in those challenges that we often find our greatest gift. So, in other words, if you're in a situation or there is something in your life, l- let, me, let me think of something that isn't easy to change. Let's say you have very poor health and mm-hmm. you struggle. You're, it could be anything. It could be you have a heart condition or you've had a bout of cancer, something like that. And you feel that you've been unfairly targeted by the universe. Why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. How would you help a person that's feeling this type of anger and frustration that they have a serious issue in their life? Well, I have a great example. I just did an, I just, I have an interview series called Awakening Your Truth Conversations, and I just interviewed a woman um, who actually was diagnosed with breast cancer and pulmonary fibrosis at the same time. And she was a counselor and a coach herself, and she had a thriving practice, and she loved interacting with her clients. And due to these illnesses, she had to shut down her entire career. And she was literally given, you know, uh, how, you know, how long she had to live and and it just seemed like a very, very dark place for her. She chose to, rather than fall into victim mode and resist the situation, she chose to fully embrace and accept what was handed to her. And when we can fully embrace and accept, we don't have to like it, but acceptance is so powerful because it brings us right into the present moment. We're not living in our past. We're not living in our future. We're right where we're 
we literally are supposed to be. And out of that, out of that being present, we are guided. And because of her full acceptance, she was able to leave, change her circumstances around her job, but then recreate them in a way where she can teach from home because she was on a, she had she needed oxygen. So she be, out of being present, you get to be creative and you get to use all of these abilities that you didn't even know you had. If you're in victim mode, we don't have access to that part of us. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes total sense. Uh, and yeah. I love it. And to piggyback off of what you're saying, I think when we have the right attitude about our circumstances, no matter what they may be or mm-hmm. how dire they may be, the pain lessens and you begin to heal and understand your mission and what you can do and accept what you can do around your changed circumstances. So I I totally think that's wonderful. That's a wonderful story. So she she learned to accept, she learned to embrace and she she was successful again working yeah. around her circumstances. How beautiful is that? Yes, and it's a lot it's a lot of having compassion for ourselves and really understanding that um you know, we're not giving anything we can't handle. And again, it's coming back to this place of of saying, what can I learn from this experience? Because out of this, out of these challenges, we're, we always have a choice. We can either sit in this place of why me and this shouldn't happen to me or, um, you know, life is over for me or this is just the beginning. This is just a new beginning. And how can I use this and utilize these circumstances to be of service to others? It's really two choices. And they all come down to being in a state of fear or being in a state of openness and love and just being of service, which is ultimately why we're all here. I think that's a very key statement that you just made, I I really believe it's all about purpose. And that purpose may change at various points in your life. Certainly your purpose at 18 is different than your purpose at 40 and 50. It changes depending on the way the world is and what we've experienced and what we've learned because, as you said very eloquently earlier, we are always learning, we are always growing, at least hopefully most of us are, and nothing is worthless. Even the most, what you might consider a failure, because I don't believe things are failures, I think they're, they're, they teach us something, you've learned it something important from what didn't succeed. I'd rather put it that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, it opens a door 
that taught you something so that you can succeed, that your plan was flawed, and now you can now alter that plan. So I, I think very, very well put. And actually, it's about transition at various points in your life. How do you help people who have felt loss, empty nesters, or people who've lost a career through no fault of their own? Perhaps it went away, it went out of the country, their company folded, and they're lost. They don't know how to look inside and find the other gifts that they have and how to utilize them. What, what do you do to help them transition? Well, the first thing I would say is if somebody is experiencing a loss, or in, in your case, you said a loss of a job or a transition in that regard, I would encourage them to shift their perception around how they're seeing this experience because we only can empower ourselves to the extent that we're, how we're thinking and feeling. So first I would encourage them to see that what is, what is happening is for their highest good and that everything that we experience is happening so that we can grow and learn something. So losing a job, although to the logical mind it looks like, you know, we're in a lot of trouble, it could be our greatest gift because it's really opening us up to seeing what is truly better for us, what's more aligned to our truth. And if we can just take a step back and see that first and foremost, then we can start to discover where we have kind of been ignoring parts of ourselves that bring us joy, you know, and, and that is where I would work with someone in kind of remembering. It's more of a remembering of what we forget. Oftentimes we forget what brings us joy, what inspires us, because maybe along the way we were told, well, that's not possible, or you shouldn't do that, or that's not a safe route to take. So we push all of our greatest ideas and our greatest joys under the carpet, right? We, we push them away. And so my job is to help people reconnect. And in actuality, we always have the answers. If we're led in that direction, we always have the answers um, for ourselves. So I'm not really giving anybody the answer. Everyone has it within them just a matter of taking that person in the right direction to find it on their own. Right, so they can open their eyes and see that light I was talking about when they're lost in the maze. Yeah. Let's talk about you. What brings you joy? What, what is your mission and purpose today? It's above and beyond just, the fact that you've had this wonderful training and have become this gentle, loving life coach. And, and that's the feeling I get from you. There is a warmth that comes from you based on your own personal experience and what you've been through. 
But what's your greatest joy? Well, my greatest joy, and this relates so much to what we've been talking about, but my greatest joy was birthed out of my greatest pain, actually, because my greatest joy is really helping others to discover their their own truth and what's right for them, what feels right for them, not only in their mind, but in their body, in their soul, in their well-being. When, and you know what's right for you when you, when you know you're in a, going in a direction and you have no question. There's no question about where you're headed. Even if you can't see the end result, you know you're on the right track. And that just brings me so much joy <laughs> to have people really tapped into that because that's when we're, that's when we're fully living. Um, but if that came from me as a little girl, I was very, very um, vocal in, in my thoughts, my feelings, and very overpowering. I had a, a big voice. And I think all children do. But in my case, I came, I was raised in a family that my parents, I love them dearly. And, you know, we have a wonderful relationship today. But growing up, when I spoke up, I was oftentimes sent messages that it wasn't really okay to speak your truth. It wasn't really um, it wasn't, how do I say it in the best way possible? It wasn't honored in, and accepted. It was more um, put to the side, as politely as I can say. It was put to the side where I didn't, so when I would speak up, it didn't feel like I was being heard. And so for a very, very long time, I put that part of me aside and I chose to stay quiet, and I chose to not really voice my truth, not voice my opinions and my, my personal beliefs. And that is why a lot of my relationships were affected. As you can see, it affects all areas of our life as we go through life. And I think this is, this is very common for all of us, you know, where as we go through our journey, we're sent messages that we're not okay, we're not safe, um, and we begin to believe that about ourselves. And it doesn't have to be a parent. It can be a teacher. It can be a friend. It can be, you know, it, it, it happens throughout our life in all different areas. So just that feeling that we get that we're not safe in the world, that it's not okay to live in our own truth, we go out on this journey and we start to do things that we think we're supposed to do and we're supposed to follow the quote-unquote rule, Right. Mm-hmm. And and it leads us to feeling very lost and confused, and that's when the struggle starts to develop. And again, life is not supposed to be about struggle. We're supposed to be here to live fully in joy. And so that is where my passion, <laughs> that is where my passion comes from. And it's a wonderful passion. How and what would you? say as words of inspiration to others who are in transition who 
maybe are beginning to understand that it's up to them to heal and make the changes that they need to change in their life and li- are living in fear and do nothing. What would you say to inspire them to make that first step? That's a great question. What I would say is really pay attention to how you're feeling and really know that it is okay to feel the way you're feeling and that also it is pure wisdom to ask for help. It is um, something that we don't do enough because we think asking for help and support is a sign of weakness. And in actuality, asking for help outside of us is nothing but pure strength because we're all here to help and serve each other and we can't do it alone. You know, and there's a lot of things that we're unable to see about ourselves from the inside that it takes somebody else outside of us to really help us on our path to show us and guide us in areas that we're unable to see ourselves. Because if we could see them, we would be making the changes, right? We would be doing it on our own. And so that's why I love coaching so much because coaching is really this, it gives people the ability to see in themselves what they haven't been able to see before. And it's just really showing up for them in a way that is fully supportive and, um, and nurturing. And I just think that if people can get to that place of knowing it's okay. It's really okay where I'm at and it's okay to ask for the help that I need because from that, only, only good things can come. And it's also really a matter of asking ourselves, how much more do I want to stay where I'm at? How much more am I willing to remain at this place of discomfort that I'm at? And oftentimes, um, that answer could be very hard to sit with. I agree with you. It's it's like, I don't like the way I feel. <laughs> what am I willing to do about it? <laughs> yes. What, yes. <laughs> Denise, this has been a pleasure. I love your philosophy. And I think your work helping others discover their truth is wonderful. And I thank you for spending your your time with us today. And I look forward to being on your show next week. Oh, I can't wait for that. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> oh, this has been fun. I guess we just see eye to eye, don't we? <laughs> and I'd like to say to our listeners to thank you for listening. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash never say impossible radio. Remember to like the page when you visit. You can also find us listed as, and these are capital letters, NSI, the Ampusine, D-O-O-D radio on stitcher.com, iTunes, and on TalkShoe.com, and of course on my website, on the blog page, and in the show archives. 
So until next time, never say impossible. You've been listening to Never Say Impossible, a show created to inspire, motivate, and inform the public with unique guests and content. NSI is a powerful way to connect with millions of people all over the world. Visit NSI at Myra's website, www.myragoldick.com.